Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Liz, and this is the breathing space where you can come to help reconnect with yourself through the body and getting beyond all the distractions that exist outside of us and block us from this connection with ourselves. Today's episode is coming back from a hiatus. I know I've been taking a pause from the podcast since the 30 Days of Breath that took place in July. If you participated in that, please send me some feedback. I would love to hear from you. And if you'd like me to run something similar again, it was a really fun experience for me even just in creating. And so today's episode is kind of a storytelling one about what's been going on for me, what's been going on in terms of learning about myself, learning about the different parts of self, and figuring out what you're embodied in and what your true nature is. So I've got an article coming out on the Substack, the Breathing Space Substack, about you know, working with different energies. So this is going to be through the lens of the four different energies, earth, air, water, and fire. And kind of how do they play out in our lives? And are they in balance? Are they out of balance? Which one's dominant in your life? And what does that kind of mean? Because one of the things that I actually learned in my breathwork facilitator training and you've probably already heard of the elements, so this might not be new to you, is about keeping these four energies in balance while facilitating a session. So I'm making sure that I'm grounded and and also bringing out the different energies at different points to meet a need. So for example, if someone is needing to ground, you know, they're feeling kind of spacey or they're feeling kind of frantic and overwhelmed and they need to really come back to themselves, come back to the present moment and ground, then embodying more tree or earth energy and being that stoic like landing space is actually really important for me as a facilitator to embody that energy so that I can transfer it to whoever I'm facilitating, whoever my breather is. Or if someone is looking, they have a something they want to work through, maybe they have anger or maybe they have a truth to speak they're preparing to set some boundaries or they want to energize, then having more of a fire energy is really beneficial for that sort of um, setting. And maybe they want to go with the flow more to let something go to release more water energy. Maybe they want to have some creativity to get some new ideas to connect with the universe, with spirit, um, and have some downloads and wisdoms, more air energy. And so I bring this up because... The four energies, if you kind of gleaned from that, air is, you know, this is the idea, this is the connection to spirit, God, the universe, oneness, whatever you want to call it, it's sending your energy up, you know, and if you're someone like me who dissociated a lot to as a coping mechanism, you probably have a lot of air energy if you kind of you know, get completely out of your head, completely out of your body and go somewhere else. Um, That's kind of the coping aspect of this air energy. If you have fire energy, this is the part of you that not necessarily gets mad, but speaks truth. This is the part of you that 
you know, doesn't take any shit, essentially. It's the part of you that really is, is protective of you, is setting boundaries, is standing up for yourself. That's the fire energy. It's direct. It's not going to take anything. And, of course, when you have a lot of fire energy, that's when you can be combative. That's when you can be, you know, <laughs> going after people, saying things that maybe you don't mean in the heat of anger. And that sort of thing. So all of these have kind of, you know, their warped side to it. The light and the dark, just like anything. Same with water. Maybe water energy is this ability to adjust, to swerve around something, to go with the flow. And the flip side of that is when you can be quite passive. Um, and the earth is that grounded, that centerness, that connection to living things the peaceful calm that's just like so sturdy, so stable, it's there. It's not moving. Nothing can bend the tree that's firmly planted in the ground. And this is where also you can maybe avoid risk-taking. This is where you get very stuck in your position if you have a lot of earth energy stuck in the system. And so these are how the energies kind of flow and, and show up. And they feed off of one another too. Like if you have... For me, I thought I was very air-oriented. I can commune with spirit. I get ideas dropping in constantly. Um, Breathwork is movement of air. It's no wonder that I'm attracted to it. I'm a Libra, which is an air sign, apparently. I just learned that. And I used to dissociate, just connect from my body and go to other places, live in a fantasy world. I had a very active imagination as a child. I still do as a way of coping with uncomfortable situations in my life. And so when I had a lot of this air, it was like blowing out a candle. It removed all the fire energy from me. And I just recently found out that I'm actually a, have a lot of fire within me. And so I was playing with, you know, what my branding is, my business and things, and my relationships with others and I always felt like there was something missing. And I wrote an article actually back in Mar March about wanting to burn it all down because I was using all this air and I also embodied a lot of water naturally. Like I love swimming. <laughs> I feel called to that. And I have been focusing for quite a few months, probably almost a year on grounding because earth energy is the one that's least accessible to me. So I've been really focusing on my breathwork sessions on grounding and just grounding practices and centering and calming. I was doing all that, but I wasn't acknowledging the fire. And I actually have a lot of fire within me. Something dropped in recently. I was talking to my sister and she said, you're actually a much more confrontational person than me. And I never perceived myself that way. So it was interesting to hear her say that. Of course, it's in relation to her and how she perceives herself, and I don't need to take on anything from anyone else. And yet, it was like, ah, uh, I always thought I was like such a people pleaser. But there's just so much fire. And my, so my sun, moon, rising, my sun is a Libra, my moon is Aries, and my rising is Aries. And that is like the fieriest zodiac sign. And so, and there were other places. I had a friend who looked at my chart who actually understands what all of it means. And she's like, oh yeah, you have like this Capricorn or this Leo or something in these different positions. And like everywhere on this chart is fire. 
And she's like, when I talk to you and you're in like an embodied place, you're very fiery. You have a big personality. And most of my life, I've suppressed this part of me. You know, it wasn't safe to share opinions, to share um, these thoughts and ideas. It wasn't safe to be this, embody this part of me. And so I've had to focus, instead of on earth energy, which I thought I was missing, on this fire and how do I want it to come out in a way that feels authentic and a way that feels, I don't want to say safe, because when you're trying to shift patterns of behavior, it's never really going to feel safe at first, but in a way that felt, you know, just one degree of comfort. And when I was teaching, I taught languages, primarily French, and we talked about you don't want to do something at your current level. When you're teaching a student, let's say they're a reading level, this is completely arbitrary, I'm not using a particular system, but let's say they're on reading level 10. You, If you want them to grow and to learn and to improve and to be a little bit challenged, because in the challenge is the growth, you would start working on level 11 with them. So it's where they are plus one. If I went and started teaching them level 20, and they're level 10, then it's going to be way too challenging and they are more likely to just give up and they're not going to learn and grow because it feels impossible. It feels insurmountable. So you don't want to take too big of a leap outside the comfort zone and something that you are incapable of doing at this point in time. The child will get to level 20 eventually, but we're going to have to go through 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 to get there. And so I think we forget this as adults too, and as someone who's very growth-oriented, maybe you identify as someone who's very growth-oriented as well, where you're always trying to learn, you're trying to grow, you're trying to improve yourself, you're working on things, you're doing personal development, you know, you're healing, all of the things which really excite me. And when I was doing all this air energy, I suppressed that. I literally used the air to like extinguish this part of me that's very driven and ambitious but when we are so like, I'm all in on something, I really want to achieve this, I'm going to take action, I'm going to get there, we often forget that it's the baby steps, the showing up consistently in a certain way that's going to lead us to this goal. It's not going from 10 to 20 overnight. Um, does that happen? Yes, it can happen. I'm not going to say that it doesn't, you know. Uh, and there can be transformations like that, but the most profound and long-lasting and sustainable transformations are the ones that are done in the small, consistent actions, and this is something I've had to reconcile with myself. My first business, I went all in, and I lost all my money, <laughs> and it was very traumatizing. I gave up my career because I was like, I'm going to do this, and it wasn't actually supportive of me long term to really remove all of my safety net and just go for it and this is like <laughs> I was doing this because I was really into heavy into the Tony Robbins movement and he talks about burning your bridges you know you can only move forward if there's nowhere behind you you can't go back over the bridge you've crossed you can only move forward so you burn the bridge 
or you burn the boat. That's like the Viking analogy of like the Vikings would burn their boats when they were raiding, which I don't think they actually did. Um, from a historical purpose, they were very practical. Why would they burn the boats? They were so expensive. But anyway, this is the historian in me <laughs> coming out. Uh, and so this is where consistently shows consistency shows up. So when I talk about embodying this fire energy, for me that shows up in my consistent action because the part of me that wants to achieve a goal is the part of me that's ambitious, that's growth-minded. That's my fire energy. It's like, oh, I want this. I'm going to work for this. Um, yes, there's earth energy that comes in here because the earth energy is very much the patience and the groundedness of like, this is going to happen. If I have a big goal, I do need to ground into that goal with earth energy because otherwise I can like float away into the air. I can get frustrated when things don't show up in my timeline. You know, the timeline of this is how long I think things should take and they never take that long. They usually take longer. But I've been seeing this, this fire, when I was tapped into my fire the most, I was extremely disciplined. I had this relationship kind of shift, and I'll do an entire podcast episode about this, the disorder versus discipline. I started to, instead of seeing those two things as separate things, having a disordered relationship with food, exercise, and my body, and discipline, I combined them. And so, to me, when I thought of discipline, it was only from a disordered perspective when really the discipline is completely separate from that the discipline is what shows up in me you know being present in my business every day posting every day I post every single day stories profile whatever it's in me exercising every day it's in me um, taking time to myself every day and doing my morning routine it's in me and I've done this before the fire is like, I have my rule of five. I've been talking about this on Instagram and sharing about it. The rule of five is something I gave up. And this is very much based in my fire energy. Some people might call this masculine energy as well. Some people might have a different perspective. But for me, it's the consistency. It's the ambition. It's the drive. And that's very much fire. It's my truth as well of like, I need to start taking action in my life to gain momentum and I've been I haven't been doing that consistently in the past it's actually several months now I have been um, because I've been cultivating this fire and so how this looks as the rule of five is the rule of five is something I created several years ago I didn't even call it that this was just my technique I wanted to do a daily yoga practice and so this daily yoga practice uh, began with Yoga with Adrian's 30 Days of Yoga. If you know her program, it some of the practices are like 10, 15 minutes. Some are like 45 minutes. And I knew I wanted to do yoga because it helps me get into my body. It I felt better. I have better posture when I was doing it regularly. Like I said, these strengthening activities and all this sort of stuff. And so I made up my mind that I was going to do five minutes of yoga each day, and then I had full permission to get off the mat. So it was like, I thought it was about yoga, but really it was about showing up. I have to find the time every day to do yoga. I'm going to get on that mat. I'm going to start going through it, and then I can get off. 
So I can, I can find five minutes, I told myself. That's the rule of five. Five minutes and then complete permission to get off. What I found is that many days, most days, I would do 10, 15, 20, 30, sometimes even an hour of yoga because it was in showing up that things started to shift and change. This is the cultivating that ability to be consistent, to show up for yourself, to follow through. I'm building evidence. Every day that I show up, I'm building evidence that I keep my word to myself. And that was super important. I got to over 500 days straight of yoga. At that point, I reassessed, you know, for various different reasons. And I made the decision that I didn't want to continue after that. But it did help me implement it for over almost 600 days straight of yoga. I've done this too. I call it progressive permission with battling my food rules each day. I've done this with, um, now I'm doing this with strength training. I've done this with posting content. I've done this with recording for my like 30 days of breath. I've done this with various things. I have so much evidence in my back pocket of me showing up when I make a commitment. And this is my fire energy. That like when I decided I was going to do this and apply this to five minutes of strength training. Because my body has been saying, you know, we need to start doing more movement. So I started with dance because that felt fun. And then I moved into walking and now it's strength. And this is very much body led. It's not in my head. And I was like, all right, I'll use this rule because I've implemented it with success so many times before. I started talking about it right away because I knew and I still know I'm going to be successful with it because I've done it before. And this is how we build self-trust. This is how we build, you know, this confidence of like, yeah, I know I'm going to be successful because I have done this before. I've done it before. I have the proof. I have the evidence. And you can hear it in my voice as I say this that like I get fired up about it because I am proud of myself when I show up in this way. And this is my fire energy that I had extinguished for several years because I thought it was disordered. And so I want you to just kind of reflect on these energies, you know, the air, the creativity and, and ability to get ideas The earth, that groundedness, that centeredness, that ability to be present and solid and here now. The fire, which is speaking truth and self-protective and the showing up. And the water, the ability to go with the flow and change and adapt. And which one of these do you think you're like, yeah, I've got a lot of that right now. Like I'm I'm knocking it out of the park. (laughs) And is there one that maybe... You want to channel a little bit more. And before even that, like thinking of how these things show up in your life now. Like when do you feel grounded? For me, that's if I'm sitting outside, you might be able to hear the dogs in the background as I record this. Putting sitting outside amongst the trees and I'm like super present or at the end of a breathwork session when I'm super present, that energy is there. You know, and when I'm, recording something or when I'm speaking my truth, whether that's in a podcast episode, whether that's writing, whether that's um, in a conversation that I'm having with someone, when I'm getting really excited about what I'm talking about, that's my fire. <laughs> my water is, is through my research. 
when I'm looking up new information and I'm, I'm forming a new idea, like when I've been kind of opened up to something, um, and I'm like, huh, okay, there might be a different way of doing this and going and finding these new skills or, you know, hang out with friends and they suggest, hey, you want to go here? All right. And I just kind of go with the flow. That's more of my water energy coming out. And air is definitely in breath work, 100%. It's also when I'm journaling and writing and I get these ideas and they come through to me. So where do you see these different energies in your life? And which one do you think you embody the most? Now, it doesn't have to be connected to the zodiac at all. <laughs> like, I just made that connection recently when my friend was looking at my chart for me. However, I already had an understanding of this without understanding zodiac and astrology at all. Because I think innately, we kind of understand these different parts of us that show up in different ways at different times. And there's probably some that you're more familiar with and able to tune into. And so I'm going to ask you, challenge you, invite you, however you want to think about it, that which one of these energies can you start to cultivate more of? Like me with fire. And it for me, it flipped a switch. It like the dam broke and now it's like, ah, I feel so free because this energy is able to flow again when one of these energies is not flowing and they should be primarily in balance. Like I said, certain energies come out at different times and there's ones that we feel most at home in. I can see this um, in a group like breathwork session. You can kind of even see from the position, the body position of people, their expressions, how they're showing up, which energy they're embodying, which is really cool. Um, like I had one friend who, well, colleague, who was very air energy, and you can see that when you see her on the little Zoom screen, like she's, she's this excited, like up in the air. <laughs> so, um, yeah, how, which energy do you want to channel? And maybe come onto the Substack and leave a little note saying like, this is the energy I want to work on. And that's the first step. Just having this awareness because you might not know what it means to do that. But once you start making space to explore this, opportunities are going to come to you. So that's, that's what I want to leave you with. Um, I do need to go. The dog is scratching. She's crying. So I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Let's connect. Like, come on to the sub sack. Leave a little comment. Or find me on Instagram at Space Breathwork. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, I'm going to write an article that goes into this a little bit more on the sub stack. So you can check that out. And if you're interested in the 30 Days of Breath, feel free to... Well, that's for paid members on the Substack. I know I mentioned that. Also, I'm doing Embodied Breath, which is one of my signature programs. It's talking about this ability to connect to the body. So I'm talking about the energetics but in this podcast episode, but to go into having a consistent practice ability to connect with your body, we're investigating sound, breath, movement, the sensations, all these different ways that your body is constantly connecting with you. And when you do that, then you create space to go deeper into things like energy and you go deeper into like patterns and 
and all that stuff. The basis of that is connecting to the body. And my favorite practice for doing this is always going to be breath work. That is how I was able to connect with my body for the first time without judgment. And that is what I'm doing in this very program. I'm super proud of it. I'm welcoming you in, calling you in. If you are looking to have this connected relationship with your body and you're like, I've tried everything before, I don't know what to do. Or even if you have a connected relationship and you want to go deeper with the modality of breath work, this is for you. <laughs> it's, it's my baby. It's going to be so much fun. We've got four live breath work sessions. Uh, you can get the recordings as well. And yeah, it's, it's going to, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be, you know, I don't want to say it's just fun because there's no expectations in a breathwork session. You come and you experience what your body is ready to experience. Uh, there's no agenda here, agendalessness. And some of the things I'm going to be teaching before we actually go into the breathwork session, um, like the movement part, I'm really excited for. They open up this space within you. And that's what I've been talking about with the energy of like acknowledging which one do I want to welcome more into my life? You know, like for me with fire energy. And when I started setting that intention, things just opened up and appeared. Just like I've been playing with this idea of joy, excitement, or pleasure every day doing something that brings me joy or is exciting. And excitement can also be something I'm a little bit afraid of. They're kind of similar emotions. There's fear and excitement. And so doing that every day, when I set the intention, more opportunities presented themselves. And so this is the opening. We're opening up to a more connected relationship with our body using the breath. That's embodied breath. So you are welcome to come join me. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, we are starting August 26th. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Cannot wait to see you there. And with that, sending you lots of love. And I'll catch you next week.